All right. Good evening once more, everyone. My name is Tunde Foster. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a brand and marketing expert. Um, beyond that, um, I've got other experiences with other businesses. Um, you know, um, so I've got a digital agency, and then also there's the branding, marketing, communications. And besides, I've got a real estate company, um, you know, that can help you, you know, buy properties in Nigeria and even abroad in the US. Um, um, and a couple of other businesses. Um, it's always been my passion to impact entrepreneurs. Let's exchange ideas. And that's why I'm doing this. I believe there are two things that's needed. Um, I mean, if you're a Christian, for example, the, in the Christian circle, there's something we call knowledge and there's something called wisdom. Knowledge is like you have information. Wisdom is like you know how to apply it, right way to apply it. So the reason why we're having my big story with Tune Foster is to listen to stories, experiences of other entrepreneurs like us, like ourselves, and then um, somehow, somehow, somewhere in between the conversation, in, inside the discussion, I'm sure you're going to pick something. That's what I call insights. Um, sometimes I love reading biographies a lot. And sometimes I'm reading biographies and I just see something. I'm like, wow, I never thought about it this way. So it's beyond just knowledge. It's insight. It's, it's how somebody else has applied it before and all of that that, um, that this is about. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to bring on guests that have experiences and they can talk to us where um, these different topics are concerned. Today, we have a guest that is a tech entrepreneur. I've known him for a long time, and I'm so proud of the things he has done in the tech space in Nigeria. Um, I can proudly say that he has been in businesses that have added value to the Nigerian sector. So whether you're Nigeria or outside Nigeria, there's something you can learn from Okoyemi Awoyemi. Okay, we're waiting for him now. Hello. Great. Yeah, hello. How are you doing, Foster? I'm fine. Okay, I will. Like we used to call you. <laughs> How's everything, man? Going good, going good, going good. It's been a long time. Yes, yes, it is. It is. How is um, Corona, COVID? How are you dealing with Corona, COVID, where you are? I hope you are um, as you can see, this is the... <laughs> The COVID style, <laughs> COVID is fire, right? <laughs> so everybody's on beans now. Yeah, but we've we'll been surviving. Uh, we've we'll been surviving. Um, I think yeah, everybody yeah. has felt, you know, the impact of the pandemic. But yeah, nonetheless, yeah. business is going on well. The family is great as well. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, um, like, you know, we don't have so much time, so we're just going to dive straight into it. And I believe um, at this time, it's even important to talk about this kind of businesses, this kind of areas, because, I mean, that's what COVID has brought everybody to. You have to get online, you have to be more knowledgeable about online businesses and things like that. But let's just get straight into our conversation today for people to learn. Um, so I'll just go right into it. I said something, I said, everyone have ideas, all right? Everyone has ideas. If you, I believe that if we ask an average Nigerian young person right now, they have an idea of one tech business. Almost everybody have an idea of, you know, do something online and stuff like that. Even though they are not very um, knowledgeable about online businesses and how online work or the tech space work. But most people, most people know that I do something online, you know, get the boss online. Everybody just have these ideas. But how do we make it something worthy? I mean, what have you done in the execution phase, there's ideas, there's execution. You personally, what have you done from where you got the idea, the idea dropped in your mind, and then to execute that has helped you to be able to build the businesses you have built up until now? Okay, thank you very much, Foster. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't like using the word serial entrepreneur, but unfortunately, that's what I am. Um, yeah, that's me. I like making a joke that if you do a cara, you do 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 and puff puff. You are already a serial entrepreneur, you know. That's three three industries, you know. Uh, but um, for me, I would say the first thing about an idea is an idea comes from a need, comes from a, from a real problem, a problem that exists, 
and um, mm. there are a lot of problems around us, especially in Nigeria, right? So such that it's really kind of straightforward to see a problem that you would, you know, um, be interested in solving. Um, and that, that's where I started from. My first set of ideas that I worked on were problems that I saw myself, in some cases experienced. In the case of Jobberman, uh, I could remember that in my third year in university, I really longed to intern, sorry, second year, I really longed to intern at Alda Consulting then in Lagos because it was one of the big branding agencies I had about and all of that. I didn't know how to reach them, right? I got online, got their phone number, called, but then no one responded to my call. I sent an email, no one, nobody responded, you know. Um, so I definitely knew that there was a problem in the job space. I ended up doing the internship with my own company. Like, I interned with myself, right? Um, <laughs> I, my, I, I remember my internship logbook. It was the Jadio me that signed it, you know. And I, I was going to meet Deji. Deji, you're my friend now. I've interned with my own company. Oh, help me. So he just signed mm. it as the MG of the company, you know. <laughs> so wow. clearly, I, I didn't do that because I was a rebellious kid or whatever i did that because i actually didn't have any opportunity to intern somewhere so i knew clearly there was a problem in the job space so i tried to solve the problem for myself and ended up solving the problem for millions of others um the same thing with google hosts right i remember the first time i hosted a website i left Ife, went to ibadan to host the website right i spent three hours in the cafe right i couldn't complete it i had to come back it was geocities then i hosted it on geocities you know um, so, so, so after, after that experience, you know, I, and I figured out it could be, it could be easy. And I started getting to a point where I could do it in two hours, three hours. And I felt like I wasn't the only web designers having this issue, right? In the country. And I started to solve yeah. that problem for myself and also for others. Ended up solving for 40,000 plus people today, you know? So it always comes from a need, right? That's the first thing. Um, that being said, for some of us, we are idea-generating machines. Um, I moved from having one idea, two ideas, to get to a point where I could have 100 ideas in a day, right, or even more. So to me, ideas wow. are no longer special. Ideas are just like thoughts, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. my thoughts around ideas have shifted from just solving a need to solving a need that you are best positioned to solve. How do I mean? Mm. I might have 20 ideas today. But some of them, I'm not necessarily the best person to solve that problem, right? Mm -hmm. Either by, based on my network, my skill set, or capital, right? So yeah. everybody wants to become president, right? But not everybody can be president, obviously. So if your problem is, yeah. if your idea is to solve the problem of Nigeria by becoming president, right? You might have to look elsewhere because you're just not positioned to solve that uh, problem. Um, one of my mentors always talk about the best way to, best place to be when it comes to um, choosing the right ideas. It says, choose an idea that you are great at, that you, are, you, you have the capability of solving, um, mm. or at least you're strong in some areas in that space, that's one. Second, an idea that has an economic engine, meaning you can actually make money from that idea, right? And thirdly, something that you have a passion for. So there's the passion mm. bit, there's the capability mm. part, right? And there's economic engine part. So today, that's how I mix it together. And based on that, I go ahead and, and, and decide what I want to, to work on. I don't work on any idea, every idea that comes to me. I work on only mm. those that meet um, the cross-section of the three uh, factors I just described. Mm. Wow, fantastic, fantastic. So, so, um, so I, I got something there, and that is that most of the ideas you have built so far and that has become big, they were actually personal problems, problems you actually experienced yourself. Then you try to solve that problem for yourself and then solve it for millions of other people, right? Yep. Okay, now, so, um, so, so um, I, I would like to say that as if I answered my second question. But my first question is what we will now drill down on. So, you know, you got this idea, let's say for Jobberman or for Ugo, and what can you say has gone into it between when you got the idea and when it has become a success. This is what I'm saying. What three or four things can you say has played a role in you 
um, actually growing that idea. I'm interested. Can you say, okay, if not for this, if not for this, if not for these three things, there's no way this idea could have seen the you know, light of day. Because I know that even though an idea is a need and, and all of that, um, you still need some things to make it grow. So what, in, in case of Joberman, in case of Ugo's, what were those critical things that helped you along the line? Cool. Thanks so much for asking that question, Foster. Um, I think the first one is what I first mentioned, uh, one of the three things I mentioned, which is um, capability. Um, that's one. Um, the second thing would actually be passion, but then the third one is, I've not mentioned that yet. So I'll, I'll just kind of gloss over the first two again. So capability. Um, when you have an idea and you have capability, it's easier to, number one, talk to others about it. It's either easier to show others what it's likely, what the and end goal is going to look like you can sell the vision better right um also from a getting resources to help you it's actually easier for you to build a prototype or build something right and then others cannot join you to make it better so mm. like in the case of Jobberman, um i partnered with the jade Wumi and lekon lude um to do Jobberman, right but when I think about it, if I didn't have the skill sets to build the first version of the website, Jobberman, um, there's a huge likelihood they wouldn't have agreed to work with me. Um, you know, because they had, they had other things they could be spending their time to do, right, doing, um, but they chose to work with me. So I, I realized that having that a skill set or a capability to do a part of the work um, is very key. Right, that way you can sell um, to others. Um, now, another thing is also being objective about what is needed to get the, the work done to the point where the uh, company uh, or the business is viable. Um, in my own case, I had the technical skills, right? I didn't necessarily have like the operational skills to make it work. That was provided by Lekon and Deji, right? Uh, also, in the initial days, we needed to do like a lot of partnerships. Um, even though I eventually grew to be stronger in partnerships among the three of us, but in the early stages, because I was focusing on the technical side, it was Deji that was working on the partnership side of things, right? It was true Deji that we met Chica. It was true um, Deji that we met a couple of the initial venture capitalists that spoke to us before we eventually met um, Tiger Global. In fact, when we mm. met Tiger Global, they reached out to me, but then... I didn't think it was anything serious. It was digital. I eventually did the research and got back and followed up um, with them. So I think wow. finding the resources to help you grow uh, and be objective about those things that you need, right, is very critical. Those things that you need might be people, right? It might be money and it might be tools, right? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be people all the time, but I find out that uh, in most cases, people solve the problem. Like, that. You might need tools, but you don't know where to get them. But someone would yeah. know where to get those tools. You get it, right? right. And right. then um, right. you just you kind of like bring all those pieces together, and then you get a um, a, a better chance of success. Um, right. I should, lastly, I should mention um, just about the, from the economic engine side of things, being able to get your product to a point where it's viable uh, in, in a short time is is very important, right? We are human yeah. beings, and there's a um, a limit to how much we can sh sh work on the business if we don't start seeing results, right? Um, so it's always right. to, to plan everything in such a way that you can see results in a, in a, in a short while. Um, I'm trying not to be technical here, but I found out there are a lot of senior people on the call. When I mean senior people, I mean, I'm seeing experienced um, entrepreneurs even in call. Uche, thanks for joining. I appreciate that. Um, it's, uh, it's okay. I should mention that like when I say um, to get to that viable point in a short time. That's what people typically call minimum viable product or minimum viable company, as the case may be. Right. You want to hit right. that point very quickly where you can say, okay, this business is bringing one naira, it's bringing in 10 naira, 100 naira. And then that will give you the courage and strength to continue, right? If you don't hit that right. point very quickly, you're likely going to stop working on that thing. And so mm. make your plan small. Um, you might have a huge vision, but try and get a, a, a component of that huge plan, right, that is much more smaller. If your, your business model has like 100 features, your eventual product or service, you want to do yeah. 100 things, minimize yeah. it to one thing, 
and try and make that yeah. one thing work first, right? And then you can start adding um, the others. Or else, if you try to do the 100, you might give up before you are able to see anything work. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I see that. Now, I, I'm going to say something. I'm going to pick something from what you said. And it's that somewhere along the line, you partnered with people, which were, um, um, I remember, Lekon um, and Deji, and who also now uh, formed like some ladders to meet some other people which are, say, some investors and partners and things like that. I want to ask one question. I'm going off radar. How do you collect money from an investor? I mean, this is just a website. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a website. It's just a few pages of stuff. How do you tell an investor that, please give me $10 million? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> how, do you, how do you convince an investor that these few pages... Can talk to ten million dollars, or can talk to hundred million dollars. That will make the person drop one million dollars or something. What happens? What? How do you show people? How do you calculate it? How do you come about these things? Interesting. Um, okay, I, I must confess that's not something I know how to do well. Um, yes, most people are surprised when I say that. I'm not really great at raising money. Uh, I believe in building a strong business, and then the money would follow, right? Um, and. Uh, um, I've had the opportunity of raising money with German man and with yeah. Google host, not raising money, right? And I, I can tell you, I know the difference. Um, yeah. But let's talk about raising money since you asked that question. Now, yeah. if you're going to raise a million dollars from investors, you have to show them that whatever you are doing is can actually utilize one million dollars. That's like the mm. simple answer. So the mm. complex answer is you have to show them that this thing is real and it can work. The easiest way to show them that is by building it. Having something that is already working, a minimum viable product, right? And yeah. then investors can now give you money to take it to the next level. It also means while you're showing them, you are also being, you're also very optimistic about what the future will look like. If you tell an investor, I'll be making $100,000 in 10 years and you want $1 million, it's not going to happen. Because it means your business does not have a really large vision. Investors want to hear that your business is going to give them $50 million. And then they will give you a million dollars to meet $50 million. But at the same time, investors are super smart people in most cases, right? So if you are giving them BS stories, cock and bull stories, or your, your numbers or your stories don't match up, and those sound like a $50 million story, they also won't listen. They're not fools, right? So... <laughs> So, so it, it's kind of super complex. I always kind of advise people that don't focus on getting investors. Focus on building a strong business and focus right. on having a strong vision for that business and then investors can, can, can come in. There are different right. ways to kind of rig it. Um, I guess this is not the class for that, but I'll just simply share one way. One way of rigging, if, if your goal is to get a lot of money out of investors, what you need to do is sell them a big vision. Uh, and where the unit economics in the, in, the, in, the, in the business is also large. So I tell people that if I start a mortgage business in Nigeria today, right, um, where I'm giving people cheaper mortgages, I'll raise $100 million very easily. Do you know why? A unit, a, a unit product in my, in my portfolio would be yeah. nothing less than 20, 30 million naira. That's like the cost of the cheapest house around, right? So yeah. it means if I have to do 100 of that, you have to give me, give me 3 billion to even start with. So yeah, that means I don't need to raise five hundred thousand dollars. You have to start talking for fifty million dollars and upwards. Awesome. Right. Mm, I so, see. so raising yeah. money doesn't, like you said, right? It doesn't really impress me, except there's a real clear cut that the business reason that the business uh, or, or rationale that that business needs it. But if you are selling right. peanuts, or you might not need a billion dollars initially. Yeah. Right. You might need yeah. it at some point as you scale, but not initially. Right. right. Uh, so just to cap that up, uh, you don't have to really spend all your time thinking about the money. If you really right. need the money, build a strong MVP, have a clear and big vision, and have clarity on how you're going to go get there. If you don't, talk to people who have done it before. Let them advise you. Let them help you shape your pitch. Let them help you shape mm. your deck. Let, me, let them teach you how to even talk to an investor. Like, when you're talking yeah. to an investor sometimes, you don't have to kind of, kind of share like all your problems. You don't have to tell them, mm. oh, we're still trying to figure this out. They're like, why are you talking to me if you have not figured it out yet? Investors <laughs> it out. They don't want they, 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 their job is not to figure it out for you. Their job is to give you the yeah. capital to accelerate your growth right to the next level. Right. So um that's in in a nutshell. Yeah. 
Wow, fantastic, fantastic one. Thank you very much for that. Let me move right straight to the next thing. Um, how have you been able to navigate the complexities of partnerships? What I do differently that is making things work? Uh, you know, because I know that some of these things really, it's not easy to go it alone. Sometimes you need somebody somewhere to join you at the beginning or to just push something together. And you have been doing it well. How have you been able to do it? How are you selling to people? All I, all I know, what we know in Nigeria is partnership stories, sour partnership stories. People partner and they went their way and all of those things, they scattered. But you, have, you, you were able to maintain things for a long while. So how do you start this relationship? Is there some agreement to sign? What, what makes people committed and join the partnership and not, and it doesn't go sad? Okay. Um, how, do you spot how do you spot people, first of all? How do you attract them? And what doesn't make it go sad? Good. Uh, thank you very much for asking that question. I think uh, the f first principles for that comes from the good book, the Bible. Um, and it's pretty much like, do unto others as you would want done unto you, right? It, it's really that basic. Uh, I find out that a lot of people that have asked me advice about partnerships don't want to do unto others as they want done want, want other people to do to them, right? But mm. they want a good partnership. No, life doesn't work that way. That's one. Mm. Uh, so what has helped me in partnership is number one, uh, I choose people that I respect. Partnership is not a building ground for friends. It's not about friendship. Uh, people miss mm. it's not about friendship it's about people that mm. you respect uh, mm. I kind of think marriage too is like that if you marry someone that you don't respect there will be issues right uh, it's mm. about respect so mutual mm. respect meaning you trust that person okay let me take that back let's leave trust out of it trust is difficult right um, yeah. you believe that person can do the job right and you've seen previous past experience that shows that the person can do the job. Mm. The various parts, but variables, all things being equal, right? Mm. Now, once you know that, the next point is now to cut the person and kind of figure whether the person shares the same vision with you. And you do that by selling the vision. You market the vision to the person, right? You market the vision to the person. You don't expect the person to understand the vision until you say it. You share it, right? Mm. And then you now start mm. figuring out whether you and the person can work together over time mm. uh, also mm. you have to have a high level of uh high eq right emotional quotient um mm. we, are, we all know what that is but for those who don't i'll just kind of say emotional quotient is you pretty much having high level of emotional intelligence right so you don't get angry at every single thing right mm. you kind of also picture yourself in the, in the person's shoes when things mm. are going wrong right you have empathy towards other people's uh, issues at the same time, mm. you have radical candor. If someone is doing something wrong, you tell the person you're doing this wrong. But you say it in a really constructive way. That's difficult for a lot of Nigerians. A lot of Nigerians mm. know, know how to talk constructively. That's the truth, right? Uh, but it's something that you can learn, right? When you can give feedback, clear, unambiguous feedback, but in a very constructive way, mm. right? So that's the way to build the relationship continuously. Relationship. Uh, right. So once you have all of that in place, it's kind of easy to really continue to work together and grow and grow, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you don't get annoyed. You are open. You are honest, right? You do unto others as you want done to you. And remember mm -hmm. the person I mentioned, you choose people that are actually capable of doing the work, not your friends. Don't partner with your friends. If your friend is capable, mm -hmm. then partner. But if the person is not your friend, and is capable, go ahead and partner with the person. Most of the people mm. I've partnered with, um, uh, I've noticed that they're mostly older than me, right? I think, mm. I don't think I've done any partnership that has worked that the person is not at least two or three years older than myself. Mm. Right? Not mm. that age is anything, right? Yeah. But I just found yeah. out it's worked for me. Um, yeah. Because they bring some level of maturity that I don't necessarily have. Right, I might have the skills, the brilliance, the technical aptitude, but level of maturity, um, a bit of pessimism, pessimism that I also don't have. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an incredible optimist. I'm very optimistic, right? But when yeah. someone gets a level of pessimism, like, hey, let's think about this very well. Let's, um, mm. let's, let's um, see whether this thing would really work, right? 
you know, mm. I, I like that. I like that. Mm. You know, that works mm. for me. I, I don't think the person is going against my idea, but I kind of um, try and, uh, you know, should I say, see how we can merge both ideas together and then move forward. Someone is asking me, if I, so I won't partner with a 26-year-old. Um, this is older, so <laughs> maybe I'll be the older person in the partnership this time around. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 maybe you'll be the other person now. So he did say he's not good, ever going to partner with a young person. That's not what he said. So I said what straight. for me so far. And yeah. when you think about it, all this partnership started when I was in my early 20s, right? Um, so I think, I think things change. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> all right, now. So, uh, um, so basically, um, let, let, let's talk about one part you, you didn't mention when you talked about partnership money. How do you, how do you say you get 20%, I get 40%, I get 30%? I mean, you must have done it before. You must have come to a point where you're like, okay, everybody gets the same equal share. No, everybody, no, me take more, you take more. How do you balance that? At what point do you talk that? Let, let me, let, let, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I think that depends on a couple of things, factors. Um, if you guys started the opportunity at the same time, right, uh, something close to equal partnerships uh, is always better. But it, it also depends on other factors. So, for example, who is putting the money down, right? If I'm putting all the money down and you are not, we can't have equal partnerships. That, that's clear. If I'm going to spend 100% of my time on it and you are not, we can't have equal partnerships. That's clear, right? So we need to put in all those uh, factors. But if we are going to be spending 100% of our time in it, none of us is putting the money down or all of us are putting the money down, it has to be equal. I've seen a case where someone wanted to partner with me and they said, we are going to go and look for the money together and I might even end up dropping some more money but because he has the idea, he has to take the lion's share. I'm like, you're a joker. In this, case, <laughs> in this case, this person also wasn't really experienced as much as I was. So I started asking mm. my question, how did I even get into this discussion? <laughs> like, okay, mm. see what I've always told you. Focus on your stuff. Stop, mm. stop all these things you are doing. Trying to yeah. be nice all about the place. And you're getting to yeah. a very awkward conversation like this. But, 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 but you know, some people are just, don't, just don't know better, right? Um, but there are sometimes when you give some people more equity because you think you value them more, uh, you va sorry, not value them, but you value what they're going to bring into the business more, or whether they are the right. critical piece that is missing in your business at that point in time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, there are just too many factors that I think uh, there's no one size, this thing is not a one size fits all um, kind of thing, right? Uh, right. But consider that, consider the money, consider the experience, consider the uh, the the time the person is going to spend on the business, consider the stage of the business. If the business is more into its later stages or the business has been proven to be viable already, right, then that definitely needs to change, you know. Uh, right. Let me also speak to this. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs that are not technical, that want technical co-founders, this is for you. Um, yeah. You want the technical co-founder, but you don't want to give anything more than 5%. You are not looking for a co-founder. What you are looking for is an employee. Um, let's be clear, right? <laughs> if you, except you are ready to pay market price. And any market price, pay very well. And the person sees yeah. that job. Which, anyways, that's exactly my point. You look for an employee and you found one. If you want right. a real co-founder, you have to let them feel like they are co-founders. Um, one mm. of my early mistakes I also I, I made in investing and also co-founding was someone I partnered with, um, and I, I funded the old business, but it was the one that was doing all the operations, 100% of the operations of the business. And I gave him just 20% and zero salary in the business because he was a partner. Uh, the business was sold eventually, but we had to sell it so early because he started trying to do a lot of other things. And I regretted mm. it. And it was because mm. I wasn't paying him salary. Yet, mm. I wanted him to spend 100% of his time on his business. Now that I think about mm. it, that was wrong. The person went on to do other things that were, that were not as successful as even the thing we started. But mm. while it was his loss, I wouldn't say because it was his loss, it was wrong. I was actually the one that was wrong. I ruined the opportunity for both of us, right? Yeah. If he had added yeah. 40%, 60% because I was bringing in money, right? I think the, uh, the outcome would have been much better. 
Um, <laughs> I scored a very good one with Jobber Man. I got Liko and Deji on board. That was a, a partnership made in heaven. That worked well for me. With Ugo, mm -hmm. it was a different story. Toba was mm -hmm. an early employee. He was not a founder. Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Oh, right. He was an wow. early employee. But then, uh, it was super dedicated to the business. And when it was, when I, we were going to become partners, we had this interesting discussion. I said, okay, you are going to buy the equity. The business is making money, but you will buy it. Yeah. And, right, and, we, we, uh, we, uh, and it was offered a very um, good amount of equity um, that it could buy over time without actually paying cash for it. So basically, it's like, you could earn, we could increase your salary to this amount now, but then yeah. what we are not giving as part of the salary, right, you'll be easy to buy the equity. And in the space of three right. years, he owned that equity, right, based on what we agreed. And he's right. been responsible for taking the business from a thousand customers to more than 50,000 customers that we have today, right? Wow. That was, wow. I would, say, I would say that was one of my, should I say, luckiest partnerships, right? Wow. And it's, wow. I, I, I owe him all of that success. It's not me. It, it, it did that work. It did that work. You get the point. And, uh, wow. and, uh, and I, I was lucky to have scored that. Uh, but then, like I said, the, the factors and the things I made sure I, I, I looked at, right, were what made it work. Um, let me also mention something about Wugos today, just so people can get kind of this kind of things very clear. With Wugos, Toba calls the shots. I don't. Right. I'm the chairman, mm. majority shareholder, but he calls the shots. I mean, if I want something, right, from the business, I need to let it go through the board. I need to, I need to explain the rationale to him. Right. Mm. It's important because if I think, oh, I brought him in, then anything I say is what I'm going to ruin the relationship. And before we know, this will start depreciating. We'll, we'll get mm -hmm. it more. We'll, we'll end up, the outcomes of both of us will be worse. You get the point. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I learned my lesson on another business. I want the outcomes mm -hmm. in this case to be great for both of us. And so far, it's been nothing short of great. Wow. 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 That, wow. That is deep. That's fantastic. I, 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 I'm learning a lot from it. I mean, uh, there's something I love that you said. And you said that um, you have to make people feel like they're a partner. So it means that even sometimes when you're deciding the, the equity, yeah, it basically has to feel like I'm a partner in this thing or else you're just like, what's this rubbish? I'll move away, right? <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right now. So to wrap it up, I, I, I will. If anybody has questions, and you want to ask Yemi questions, you can ask him in the comments, and uh, we will answer it. I'll be looking out for questions as we are going on. Uh, but if you have any questions, you can let him know right now. So now I wanted to ask a question uh, before we um, we. So you, right now you talked about. Funny enough, in your explanation, you have covered most questions. You know, you just you explain once and cover like two questions. <laughs> so I'm trying to re, you know, rewind back for people that I know here before, not because I'm going to go over the same thing, but I want to say it from another angle. Now, if anybody wants to start a tech business now in Nigeria, you know, um, so what will what what's your advice? What other advice do you have that probably you have not said so far? What do you think? I have not said so far. Is there anything you have not said so far that is very critical that you know that it is really, really critical? What's a tech business? Well, a tech-enabled business, a business that has a, a an, an important tech side. I mean, um, tech is a major uh, component to the success or to the operations of the business. Okay, super. Thanks for clarifying that. A business <laughs> that has a technology as the driver or as a core component of the business. Okay, great. Uh, so, of course, to start a technology business, um, the first thing I would advise you to do is to validate the opportunity. Right. To validate mm. the opportunity. Uh, it's super easy to come up with some funny idea and think it's the best thing in sliced bread and you just start working on it without validating mm. whether it's an opportunity or not. And when I say validating, it's not you saying, oh, I know a lot of people need it. Oh, a lot of people don't have jobs. That means they need to apply for jobs. No. It's to validate your exact idea and see whether people are willing to pay for it. Right? Mm -hmm. um, YC likes to say that the whole idea of a startup is getting an idea and figuring out whether someone would want it enough to pay for it. Right? And if you figure that out, 
then you're on the right path. That's the first thing. Figuring, figuring that out. Sometimes figuring that out might require you building some tech or no tech. Some ideas, some, some, some validation can be done by not building anything. It can be done by just asking people to pay for something that don't, doesn't exist yet, but that you're planning mm. to build, right? Some, you don't have a choice. You actually have to build it, right? Um, regardless, you, st you need a tech bit. So um, you have to build an MVP, right? Um, either you build it yourself or you find someone um, that would build it for you. But mm. before all of that, right, when, that validation, you also need to make sure that it can scale. So you can mm. find it with 20 people, but look at it very closely. Can this thing actually get to like 500,000 people, 50,000 people? Do your mm. numbers. It's, it's difficult to start a business without doing your numbers. And when I mean do mm. your numbers, I'll break that down. I won't just um, make it highfalutin. Do your numbers mean, mean what exactly, how much is a customer going to pay you this month, this year, in the next five years? Multiply it by a, an objective number of customers that you could possibly reach. A lot of people mm. talk about market size. Market size is market size. It's not your company's number of customers. They are two different things, right? Yeah. Right. Is market size, there's addressable market size, and there's realistic addressable market size. The one that is realistic yeah. in the immediate term, two years, three years, yeah. four years, right? That's your real yeah. market size that we're talking about. Because remember that all we want to check out here is whether you can actually build a viable company, right? Or a company. viable product, right? Right. Um, so right. once you build that tech, then you cannot introduce the tech uh, to the market, especially to those people who already told you that once this product launches, we will buy it, we will pay, we love yeah. it, right? You introduce yeah. it to them, and then you start listening to your customers and start growing um, from there. Um, okay. In terms of areas that you could possibly look at, and that's why I asked you what exact what does the what does tech business mean? There are a lot of yeah. areas you could definitely go into. And in any sector, basically, as long as you can use tech to make it better, right? There's finance, there's logistics, there's law, there's uh, yes. jobs. There's just so many yeah. things, right? Uh, yeah. There's infrastructure yeah. for different kind of industries that you could definitely uh, build to as well. There's the gig yeah. economy, um, where you yeah. can pretty much build a, a lot of different services in those, in those places. Um, yeah. That's also good. I should warn you, please, don't look at business models like Uber. And because of that, you want to build another Uber, right? Focus on everything I said about unit economics. Whatever yeah. model you are seeing, right? Remember that the markets are different. The markets mm. are different. Your ability to raise capital is also different, right? Mm. There are some businesses mm. that would only survive if the headquarters in San Francisco in California. I won't lie to you, mm. right? Mm. Uh, and it doesn't mean they're going to survive on the long run, but it just means they're going to raise more money. Right. Yeah, they're going, to, they're going to be available for a while. <laughs> exactly. So you need to be careful not to run into, oh, they are doing it in the U.S. It's successful in the U.S. It's going to be successful in Nigeria. That's a no, no, no. Something successful in the U.S. does not mean it's going to be remotely um, successful uh, in Nigeria. So think about the market. Validate your, that opportunity in your market in itself, right? And then you can go on from there. I want to ask a question about validation. I watched something on um, YC, Y Combination, Y, YC, you know, Minute and they said um, one of the ways they get people to really validate the idea is that they get them to ask one on to reach 100 potential customers that will sort of either say yes or that will say they want to um, buy now, you know, that kind of thing. So, did you, did you do stuff like that? Do you have to do something like that? Did you have to actually um, reach a quite a number of people that helped you to validate that idea? Or how do you, how do you? Uh, what, what process in, in one minute or two minutes so that we can ask get other people's questions? So, um, for for Jobber Man, we didn't really do that, right? Um, I would say some of the things I'm sharing today, I didn't necessarily do a lot of that when I was building then, but there are learnings I've learned over the years, and I wish I had done that more. For jobs, yeah. it was kind of easy. All you just if anybody's looking for jobs, right, they would, they would apply. Regardless, right, right, you get the point. Right, you know, so right. that was kind of straightforward. Um, anything, anything where people are going to win money or win a job, it's kind of straightforward, you know. But where people are going to pay you, it's a lot different. Mm. So mm. for job man, maybe we should think about it from the employer side and not the job seeker side. The job seeker side is quite straightforward. But from the employer side, right, figuring out whether they would pay, 
is critical. And between you and I, I think that those are some of the biggest challenges we faced at job management, mm. right? Mm. Not figuring out how employers would like to pay, right? Mm. Or what they are willing to pay for, threw us into mm. a lot of confusing stages where we tried a lot of different models over time, you know? Mm. Uh, and mm. frankly, I don't think anyone has figured the right answer out yet, right? But, yeah. How will yeah. employers pay enough to build a viable mm. business in, in, in the Nigerian mm. market? Or maybe the goal is, maybe the actual opportunity is not in charging employers and charging someone else, right? Those are mm. kind of the aspirations a lot of businesses in the job space are going through um, today. Mm. So that's that. In the Ugo's case, yes, I validated. Remember that I didn't start Ugo's because I wanted to start a business. I started because there was a problem I was facing, so I solved the problem for myself, and I started solving yeah. the problem for others incrementally. In fact, when Toba joined Ugo's, the name of the company was Innovate Nigeria. You remember Innovate Nigeria mm. from where you... Yeah, from yeah I remember so, Nigeria, yeah. So it was Innovate Nigeria. But then we yeah. saw a small part of our business, which was the hosting business, and just kept on growing and growing. And at some point, it was mm. super clear that long live Google host, let Innovate Nigeria die. And we killed the Innovate Nigeria business straight away, right? Mm. And Google host, that was the subdivision of Innovate Nigeria, became the new business. That was exactly what happened. So mm. technically, Toba was the first CEO of Google host because we killed Innovate yeah. Nigeria so that Google host would start. Yeah, and Toba became mm. CEO of Google host, yes. Fantastic. I, I think I've been seeing this model a lot happening all the time. People like they started something. I have a friend too that started a, a supermarket. He was supposed to start a game center. Now started selling something beside. You know, started selling maybe like chips beside that people can eat. After I went like ah, this food is what that people are buying. You know, he, I killed the game center, started supermarket, <laughs> and now I have like four supermarkets in Lagos. You know, so it just it just that one just blew up by itself and it just went on. Now somebody asked a question. I mean, I mean, we have to answer some questions. Somebody asked a question while we're here that, how do you find the courage to step out? Uh, I, I don't know. What, what can you say about that? that that's his question. Where that's, do you find courage to step out? That's a very interesting question. Uh, my simple answer is I'm still finding the courage to step out. <laughs> it's not been easy. Um, naturally, yeah. I'm, a, uh, I'm an introvert, right? Naturally, I'm not an extrovert. Um, but business has made me become a an accidental extrovert, where I have to be um, extroverted in a lot of cases, right? Um, mm. What has helped me one is partners. I should mention that my partners have always been there for me. They've helped me in more ways than I could have helped them. And the other mm. part sometimes is just talking to people, even beyond your partners, talking to people, sharing your ideas in a, in a humble way, not in a brash, proud way. Like some people, when they are sharing their ideas, by the time they finish, you'll be like, okay, so what do you want me to tell you? You already have, you figured it out. Why you, you know, why you share your ideas like, oh, this is what we figured out. This is what we mm. have not figured out, right? Yeah. You can get yeah. a lot of feedback that would help you to grow. You don't have to listen to everybody that gives you advice. You just need to, so you don't have to do what they ask you to do, but you just need to listen, then go and process it all together afterwards, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think still back to courage the reason why i moved to the u.s is still because i'm trying i'm still trying to find my courage right uh, a couple mm. of things happened to me in nigeria over the years that just made me realize that i wouldn't feel i've fulfilled my potential until i build a global business right mm. um mm. and that's what i came to the u.s basically um to do right um and and, and i'm still in the process of doing that, mm. right? So I, I sort of, when I talk to people that are close to me, I tell them, like, I have inferiority complex. Those who just don't know, right? My inferiority complex is that I want, I do not want anybody to think I won in a small space, right? Mm. I want to mm. win in a big space. I don't want everybody to think it was an accident. I want to show that I can do it, do it, and do it again and again. You get the point, mm. right? Um, now, ask another question. So, Someone said, so okay, go, go, go. I'm still finding the courage, like I said. So I don't want to become a motivator here. Most of you on this on this call are already motivated. So uh, the thing is, just keep finding the courage, talking to people, telling yourself you can do it, and just keep moving on and on and on. That's it. Mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes, um, like someone said, some, sometimes you just have to really say, well, is this the way forward? Sometimes in life, if you, you know sometimes that this is the way forward, but you're like doubting, you're, you're thinking about it. And even if you are so afraid, I have friends that have, at their business and pushed, gave them certain start three months or six months, 
to do a side hustle with all their life. As like, you know, that, okay, this three months period, even if it's overnight, you know what I'm saying? Now? They, they killed themselves during that period to validate their idea and they moved. Within one month, they saw that, wow, look, what's going on? This is making sense. And they moved straight. So sometimes you just need to tell yourself it's the way forward. Sometimes we hold on, sometimes we hold on to something so, so tightly until it actually drops. And, you know, the way Nokia was holding on to, you know, all those things and iPhone came and they were, the thing about life is that things we end up still collecting these things. So sometimes you need to really assess yourself personally and find, is this the, really the way forward? If it's the way forward, then you should make moves in that direction. Now, I wanted to also say something. Someone, says, someone said, um, how have your business survived the Nigerian climate? I don't know how to answer this. Our time is running out gradually, but how has your business survived the harsh Nigerian climate? Uh, probably the person is talking from different policies and all those things. What have you have, what have you had to do to survive over the period that you have done so far? Okay, so I'll answer that question and um, because of time, I'll just rush through a couple of other questions I've seen on the um, question time on the yeah. comment timeline. Uh, so how yeah. have we survived? Well, just like every other business has been surviving, um, I think um, Nigeria is one of the interesting markets where you can actually make money. Um, not a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in terms of billions, right? But you can make some money. Um, and we've, we've pretty much adapted our business to the um, Nigerian market. Like in Google, our services are cheaper than what you get internationally because we can compete uh, mm. with, uh, with international markets in that sense. Uh, especially yeah. because people here are buying in dollar, we are buying in naira. You have to bring yeah. it down to um, the Nigerian level, right? But of yeah. course, you optimize yeah. also on the cost side as well as much as, as you can. So we're surviving. Thankfully, who goes is sort of kind of recession proof. Um, even Corona yeah. means more people are buying websites. More people now know they have to go online. So it's it's been a good time um, in general for my businesses. Someone actually right. pay to learn when you were planning your business. Yes, I, I did pay to learn a couple of things. Some I didn't pay. Um, I learned graphics from Victory Idioke um, and God Design. I remember. I yeah. paid for that, right? <laughs> I continue to pay for education to date. It's not everything I pay for. So I get a lot of advice for free as well by asking people um, what I, what, uh, questions that I have, right? I, I do have a lot of mentors that have been very helpful um, to, me, to me in life. You know, some of them are on this call as well. And I ask them, Clear-cut questions, straightforward questions. They give me answers, and um, I go on um, working with that. Right. Someone said Somebody that, asked about books. How do you develop it? What books can you recommend? Can we go to what books can you recommend that you think has helped you along the line? Because I think we have like, um, let's say we have like two, three minutes more so that Instagram doesn't cut us, so that we are the one that actually end it. <laughs> so how do you, so uh, I'm not, I don't read a lot of books, uh, unfortunately. I do read a lot of blogs, um, a lot of articles, um, that's the bad side of me. I learn a lot more than most people. Um, yeah. Because I speed read and I consume information at a very fast pace. That's a God-given gift. I didn't develop that. I thank God for that. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really read a lot of books, but I read about different things. Um, when it comes to things I read about, I read about leadership. I read about technology. I read about, um, um, should I say, trends, right? And I think that's like super important. And when I get interested in something, I go deep. I consume all the pieces of information I can consume as soon as I can. Right? The latest thing I've been reading about is I've been reading about the finance space because that's what I'm interested in now. I'm even writing a finance exam uh, in, the next, in the next month. So, yes, when you're interested in finance experts, believe me. <laughs> right. But, but, but that, and, and I, I don't necessarily work in, in the finance space as per se, right? But it's something that I've gotten more interested in and over the time. And I, I know a lot about insurance. I know a lot about agriculture. Um, yeah. I do not know a lot about healthcare. I'm very deep in education and education outcomes as well. Um, employment, right. of course, right? And also infrastructure, tech stuff. So it's just all around the whole place. Mentors. Um, how often do I speak to my mentors? I'm bad at that. Um, I do not have any regular calls with any mentor um, at the moment, right? What I do is when I have a clear question, I call and I ask, right? I just ask them the question directly. Hey, check on them and ask them the question directly, right? I do not have regular calls with any mentor. I do have accountability partners that I call regularly, like, but in most cases, sometimes the things I ask accountability partners, they're not like questions I don't have answers to. They're just things yeah. that as humans, 
you get confused sometimes on something that's like really simple. And by talking that you're like, okay, you know what to do now, just go and do it. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it and I'll give you feedback next week once I've done it, right? So I do that a lot as well. Um, right. How do I continue to learn from people? I think I God gave me another gift. It's what we call humility of opinion. I can learn from anyone, right? I can mm. learn from anyone. Even if you are my worst enemy, I can learn from you. In fact, that's the best place mm. to learn, right? From your worst enemy, right? Yeah. Because they will do something, I'd be like, okay, mm, this is how you did it. I'm going to do it that way, right? So I, I learned just through various media, uh, people, books, um, reading online, watching TV, pretty much everything. Um, yeah, so that's that. All right. Thank you very much for coming on today. Uh, there's so many things to be learned. Um, usually, sometimes I try to reiterate, but in this case, I don't even think I need to reiterate. You have been very, very, very concise and precise about your answers, and I believe that a lot of people have learned one thing or the other. I really appreciate your time today. You want to say one something? More, I just saw one last question that I wanted to kind of touch on. Um, why okay. are businesses working abroad and are not surviving in Nigeria? A couple of reasons. The economic landscape is very different. Purchasing power parity, which is ability to buy, is also very different. Mm. There's mm. also the fact that the need in each market is different. The average person in Nigeria is still trying to put food on the table, right? Yeah. It's not the case in, in these other markets. There's also payment options, right? In, in, the, in, the, in places like the US or the UK, it's easy to use your credit card to buy stuff and pay later. We don't have such opportunities in Nigeria. Everything you are paying, you are paying with cash. You get the point. Mm. So the markets are mm. just really uh, different, you know. Um, thanks, EMBC. Different market, buying power. We can, we can go on and, and, and keep mentioning. They're just worlds apart. So back to the point earlier, um, model your business for your markets. Right, it's very important. Take the market for what it is. All right, right, right. Thanks a lot. I want to ask a question. Can can based on the people that attended this live session, can we get one person that can have a session with you, can communicate with you? Not mentorship, but they have some things they can share on a personal level. Will you be able to give them a time, maybe 30 minutes, and just you know, really help them hack something out in, on the idea? Will you will you allow us? Will you help us? As part of the giveaway, <laughs> uh, the person has to come through me. Uh, but but will you will you allow for that? Uh, was that question for me or for the audience? For you, like will you will you give us a thirty minutes of your time, thirty minutes mentorship time for someone that is in this similar space and wants to really talk with you one on one now to help them hack something down? Okay, well, uh, I, I would lovely, I would love to do that. And I will do that. Thank you. The other idea. Thank you. As long as you choose Thank the person you. carefully, right? I don't you, know how you need them to I, choose, but choose once yeah. the person is chosen carefully and they have something to that really need help. Uh, yeah. I, I will definitely um, love to do that. Yeah. All right. No problem. I will choose the person, but um, and I'll let you know. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, God bless you. So that will be the end of it. Um, if anybody has any further questions, you can ask on my timeline or you can ask on at Okweawo. That's his Instagram handle. You can ask him questions. You can follow him. And I believe you learn a lot. Thank you very, very, very much, Dan. Have a great time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye.